Hi, I'm Jim. And I'm David. And this is the Practical Guitarist Podcast. The podcast for people who eat, sleep, and breathe guitar. The Practical Guitarist Podcast is brought to you by Great Lakes Guitar Pickups. Great Lakes Guitar Pickups provides fantasy tones at prices of practical guitars to the world. Featuring top-notch construction, attention to detail, and a fully custom product, if you can dream it, Great Lakes Guitar Pickups can probably build it. Follow them on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pickups. Are you a regular listener? Why not? David here reminding you of all the ways you can participate in the Practical Guitars Podcast. Subscribe using your chosen podcast app. Review us on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. Find our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash practical guitars or on Twitter as at practguitarist. Support the show. Merchandise is available in our Threadless store at practicalguitarspodcast.threadless.com and donate to us via Patreon available at patreon.com slash practicalguitarist. Reach out to us directly via email at questions at practicalguitarist.com. Hi, Mandy. Hi, Kaylee. Hi, David. This is the sixth time that we've attempted to start this episode. And I'm being quiet because I'm terrified of making the mic pop right now. I'm going to pull the mic away from myself and hopefully be able to talk at a reasonable volume. Yeah. I'm having trouble controlling the volume of my voice. Anyway, moving on. I have my two lovely ladies here. My wife, Miranda, Mandy Hill, and uh, my daughter, Kaylee Ann Marie Larson, with no hyphen. Oh. <laughs> and we're doing a podcast talking about what it means to live with a musician. Jim has got some family stuff going on. He's uh, actually out of town right now and uh, unavailable to podcast. And I decided to give him the week off, so we're going to do a special episode. Or we're going to try to do a special episode for the sixth time. The sixth time. Hopefully. Just, just weigh that. The weigh six, that on you for a moment. The sixth time's the, the charm? Sixth time. Can we just... I think we're going to just throw the format in the trash because I'm tired of talking about the same things. How many guitars do you think I've owned? <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, Park. How many guitars have you think that he's owned? How many guitars? Uh, no, no, no. Just tell me how many guitars you think uh, I've owned. 10. 20, how many guitars do you think I've owned? 17. Nice job. It's about 17. Uh, give or take one or two. Cause what's I'm probably our favorite guitars? What? Mine. Yeah, what's the favorite guitar? Mine's that... the one that has sympathy to you. And, yeah. <laughs> sympathy? sympathy? <laughs> no, the, no, her favorite guitar is the white Stratocaster that I've owned since I was like 17 years old. Yeah. Um, I'm 34 now, so. Your favorite guitar? Oh, I... <laughs> She's having a moment. I can't blame her. There's like some severe deja vu going on. Oh my god. Um, I the Kiesel only because it is so ugly yet so unique. Yes. Um, you like that bird's eye maple? That bird's eye maple. I bird's eye maple. I do love bird's eye maple. Makes you randy. That that bird's eye maple. No. I'm just trying to make my wife really uncomfortable. Everyone. I am not existing right now. Yeah. <laughs> and my daughter at that for that matter. Um. So. Let's 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 briefly describe our ages here. I'm 34. I'm going to be 34. I'm 14. Well, some someday you will be 34, wife. Yeah. Right now you're 33. <laughs> okay. She will be 34 at the end of the at month. At the end of the month. Um. So you've known me for the last consistently for the last 13 to 14 years, and I've been playing guitar all of that, right? Yeah, although we've known each other longer we've than that. We've known each other a lot longer than that. Since you knew me before I was a musician. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when we got together, I had the Line 6 Flexstone 3 XL. I had a Godin. I had the White Godin. Strat. I had a Samick. And of those guitars, they were all pretty bad. You, 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 in previous takes of this, have said that out of 10, you felt I was? Uh, an 8.5. Knowing what you know today, I, I was agree. a seven. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about my playing now? Like on a scale of one to 10 with Steve, Vai being a 10. Now I'm going to throw a curveball. Where do you think I'm at? 
Uh, I think you're where I originally thought you were. The 8.5? 8.5. Okay. I could see that. I'd agree. Okay. All right. I, I'm, I, I can live with this. I think okay. I'm more like a six, but I can live with this. Um, cause you're hard cause I, me- I messed with yeah. the scale. My wife's looking at me like, that's not what we discussed. Uh, no, it's not. Um, uh, that's because we've done this episode like five times now. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just trying to change it up just to make it more fun and more interesting. And so we're not, um, I have no shirt on for everyone that's listening. <laughs> oh my God. This is the first time I have podcasted without certain pairs, certain uh, articles of clothing. So apparently this is a random facts podcast. Yes. Now. <laughs> um, it is now a David is shirtless and, uh, he looks kind of like Fabio, for those of you that are scared. listening. Uh, the fat version of Fabio, of course, with the brown hair that's no. short <laughs> and the goatee. Okay, so maybe I don't look anything like Fabio. Okay, all right. <laughs> let's just let's just let's just put that out there. Um, not that any of this matters. I would never play guitar without a shirt. Why? Because the guitar always sticks to your skin. That's right. <laughs> See, this is how well sh- my wife knows me. Uh, she knows that I prefer what type of finish? Satin. I prefer satin finishes. However, <clears throat> why are all my guitars gloss? Except for one. Because it shows the finish better? Uh, no, it's because it protects the guitar better. But the other thing is... Uh, oh, well, that too. But the other thing is that... Uh, that was my the, next guess. You, there aren't many production of satin guitars. Any, I mean, there, there are more now than there ever were. But they're just like, you're not going to find a satin Strat usually. Like, you go to the store, you're going to find gloss finished Strats. And I tend to buy off the shelf. Contrary to popular belief, I, although I am a bit of a cork sniffer, I do buy off the shelf stuff a lot. Um, so, we, do, we talked about this, and this is, this is the funny one. So, you can't reveal what I'm going to say, but out of all the gear crap that I bought, what do you think is the worst thing I purchased? I guess that's a different question I asked last time. It's something you what? hated. Yeah, but we're not going to do that. We're going to talk about the worst thing I purchased. Oh, okay. Like something that you didn't like. Oh. Or you were n- never able to like. The Black Star. You have just scored so many points with your husband. It's amazing. <laughs> um, of the guitars that I've owned, what do you think is the dumbest guitar that I've owned? Score some more points. You know what? You know, no. No. The, so the Shingze is technically the property of the show. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what, are you talking about the Telecaster? It's similar to the Shingze. Not the Telecaster. Oh. Are you talking about the, the Epiphone? Yeah, the Epiphone Les Paul. You know why it was stupid? Because it was heavy as fuck. <laughs> why else would it, was it stupid? It's an Epiphone. What do I hate about Epiphones? They're trash. <laughs> what else? What do I hate about Epiphones? What? That doesn't have one. Oh, the... I'm trying to give her hints. The thingy. The, the thingy. band? No, the headstock. It's terrible. Oh, the headstock. It's the ugliest headstock on earth. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah. okay. Next For time me. you look at a... You'll never look at a guitar magazine. I was going to say next time, no. but you never will. Next time I'm on Sweetwater's website, which will probably be like 15 minutes after this episode is over. Yeah. Um, I will have to show you a he- an Epiphone headstock, and then we'll compare it to a Gibson headstock, and you'll understand why I think they're ugly and yeah. why it's a big reason for me not to buy one. Uh, I'm watching some interplay here, and actually my daughter is chiding my wife or something, and it's not on the mics. So I just thought it would be interesting. Wife, what color hair is that? Faded. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Kaylee. Nice. I love you. Don't hate me. And yes, I actually do call her wife a lot. So this yeah. is not like a derogatory thing. I know people are like, oh, when people who call their significant others wife when, are when, awful human beings. Listen. No, you know who are awful human beings? The people who do the wife receipt. Yeah, the yeah. The, I need a wife receipt. Um, I, if you're not familiar with what a wife receipt is, I'll explain to you, Kaylee. When you go to the store and you buy something really expensive, and you have to get another receipt for the wife. Yeah, you yeah. have to get. <laughs> so your wife can't tell how much it is. Uh, you are scum. <laughs> Don't do that. 
Don't do that. That's how you get divorces. Um, <laughs> That's like, how divorces are made. <laughs> well, you got to like come to a consensus together. No, right, right. I try to tell you what things cost before I go, and then you're usually shocked even then when I come home and tell you well, how much it, it was. It's not even that either. You need to make sure that you're with somebody that supports your hobbies. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing. Like the, lo- the For as long as we've been dating, you've known I've been a musician. Yeah. And so you've been cool with it. Yeah. And that's been okay. Mm-hmm. Stop worrying about the computer. I see you like looking behind me trying well, to make sure it's recording. I want to make sure that everything's okay. Yeah, we don't she, want to do this episode She's again. terrified that I'm going to freak out and throw a microphone or something. Uh, yeah, this stuff costs money. I'm not throwing this. Um, I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But like the whole wife thing, you do say wife a lot because like as soon as she gets in the car, hello, wife of mine. Yes. Like, yeah. And that, that, there's nothing, yeah. I mean, I'm not being derogatory about it. I yeah. like the fact that she's my wife. And frankly, uh, there's only one wife. So that's For your honor. life. That's, a, that's an honor. Yeah. There's only one wife or there's going to be my life. <laughs> There is no divorce, only murder. murder. Yes, that is our motto in this household. No divorce, only, only murder. murder. Um, and my children know it, and my wife knows it, and unfortunately, I know it as well. Well, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> uh, so it's only your second. You're fine. Um, so um, back to the musician stuff. Uh, musician stuff, like. Um, Kaylee, you've obviously dabbled in playing guitar. Yeah. And your experience was that it was going to take a lot of work. And yeah. You weren't prepared to put in that work, and that's fine. Yeah. You still have a guitar. I keep the guitar that I bought for you. Yeah. Which is a um, an Ibanez uh, jazz jazz box, like it's an arch top Ibanez. I remember uh, you talking about it, and you were just like, I I remember seeing like her face when she first saw it. And- yeah, yeah. You like blew up, and I was like, all right, like get out the wall. Like, <laughs> And I, right there, I bought a $340 guitar without <laughs> even thinking about it. Um, we got that for her birthday? I believe it, it ended up being a birthday purchase as part part of her birthday. Um, but yeah. So you've dabbled in being a musician as well. Like you've played drums and you've tinkered with guitar and bass. Mm-hmm. And none of them have really ever gone anywhere. So... Now, in your case, there's been other implications to why, like, we don't have space for drums. If we had space for drums, you'd probably have a drum set right now. Yeah. Um, so where I'm going with this is that commitment to the instrument is important. And so bass and guitar didn't really make a whole lot of sense for you. But only that, like, you understood that there was a lot of time that went into that in order to make that happen. Yeah. So how many hours a night do you think I practice? I think we've may have covered that. I'm, I'm having deja vu really bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's all blurring together. Um, really? What? Um, I would say that um, you... I was scratching my abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I'm shirtless. May I remind the audience? Um, I'm scared. Can I say Yeah, go ahead. You probably practice about an hour in the morning, go to work, um, and then... Sharp one here. And then about she's got specifics. Four, no, five to seven hours at night. <laughs> and during the day, if you work from home, you probably practice as much as you can. Yeah, while I'm while I'm watching progress or bars and stuff. Yeah. Or reading or watching training material or any of that kind of stuff. Yep. Like I'm practicing a little bit. Um and my practice routine is pretty generic and boring, right? Like I'm running scales or maybe playing a couple chords. Yeah. I'm not like playing along to tracks. I try to play out to tracks when my wife is home because I want to give her some relief um, from just the constant scale running. But relief? If, your your tracks are just the same. I know. I try to. I try to. No, I mean not like like backing tracks from YouTube and stuff. Oh well, yeah, that. But when you're recording, yeah. Um, and when we're we're watching TV. Do I typically have a guitar in my hand? If you're sitting in the blue chair. Even if I'm sitting on the couch, usually. Yeah, in the couch, too. And I sit and I practice and I just run scales. And it's usually the same pattern over and over for like two, three hours. Mm-hmm. And that's the level of commitment that anybody who's serious about this has to put forward if they're trying to get technique. Now, you don't have to do this. Like, if you're really a musical person and you can put together interesting melodies and stuff, you don't really necessarily have to get the technique thing down. I just like it. It's something that I've always gravitated towards, and so that's why I work on it. Um, I think there's some other interesting side effects of being in a household with a musician. 
And I think we're nearing the point where we've had to shut off before. So I'm very excited right now. Um, I would say uh, the first benefit that you guys probably see, and that's what I want to focus on, is do you feel that you have been exposed to more music because of your husband? Or father. Or father. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I thought you were married. 14, that's like, that's like Kentucky age, right? I mean... David, this isn't <laughs> David. You said that for permission. That's all. This isn't <laughs> like. Oh, Anyways, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Clearly, I'm the least sensible person no, in this house. No, I don't want to say anything that will uh, incriminate you or offend anybody. So yeah, I, it's easy for me to offend. I just <laughs> give up. Like I, I'm going to offend somebody anyway, so I just don't care anymore. <laughs> Um, I, I could be the most politically correct person in the world and you will find Kaylee later in life that you will offend someone. It just happens. Um, whether it be on purpose or an accident. Yeah. Well, you might offend the people who are not politically correct. That's usually what happens. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, you, you, look at this guy, you know? Um, and, uh, so, but, but, but in terms of music, right. Do you feel like you get exposed to more music because you're with somebody who's a musician? Yes. Yeah. Because you go through phases where it's different music, and it's like one year it's Queen, the next it's death metal. And then... <laughs> Why not both at the same time? Yeah, that's called Brandon Small, folks. Oh, jeez. <laughs> or uh, uh, Devin Townsend. Um, I, I really, I like a diverse, a diverse collection of music. Like it's pretty clear. Can you guys name one artist not Queen? Oh. Um, that like you picked up on because of me that you would have known about otherwise. Metallica, really? Yeah, she would have. You would have known Metallica. Picked up you're on just that. too. Well, you're 14. Maybe you wouldn't have. Your dad maybe likes like, Metallica. Maybe that's like I old. Never... Maybe that's like old people music. You know, because you're because you're only 14. You, you. Merle has a damn straw again. Uh, well, go go deal with the cat. I'm gonna talk to your daughter here for okay, a minute. Okay, talk so to your daughter. Don't even <laughs> go there. That's a song from Robin Ford. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Um, what were we talking about? We're talking about diverse music. Oh, artists, artists that you wouldn't have been exposed to had it not been for me. Metallica. Who definitely. Else? Who else? Uh, Led Zeppelin. Like you would have been exposed. Like, you're naming like these huge bands that you would have been exposed to had it not had it not I, been. Possible. I listened to both At of some those point, bands. You would, be, would have been exposed before. to both those bands. Think obscure. Think weird stuff. Think like Zappa. Yeah, Frank Zappa is a good example. Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa is a great example. King Crimson. She's probably not super into King Crimson, but Genesis, I'm sure. Um, like Lamb Lies Down and on Broadway. And uh, back in New York City. You know, back I... Back in New York City. You know, I never I never recognize, like, whenever you say a song title. No, I'm but like, when I yeah, start singing no. it, you're like, oh, no, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, when I sang Back in New York City just a second ago, you remember that song, though, right? A bit. Okay. I, I yeah, remember yeah. hearing it. Yeah, you remember me driving around screaming that song. I see traces and faces of home. Back in New York City. All I thought when you <laughs> She had this look on her face. How about uh, your fluffy heart is ready no, for it? No, all I thought. No, all I thought when mommy said that was like the look on her face said, "I see dead people." <laughs> yeah, she probably does. Uh, speaking of which, what bands have you been exposed to? And I'm thinking one in particular that may involve some dead people um, because of your oh, wow. relationship with me. Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, Cannibal Corpse, right? And that's that's a result of a show listener too, because he got me turned on to them. And I would have never listened to that stuff, but he started sending me and I was like, I kinda dig this. Like, this is really angry. The like, cat has another damn me. straw. Uh this like really suits me. And uh I, I was so proud of my wife the other night when she came home and she's she's walking away from me right now. And the ignoring cat has me, a straw. Going after a cat with a straw. This is this is life in the Hill House, folks. Um she asked me to play uh Killer Become from Cannibal Corpse, and there's a line in there about uh Cutting people's heads off with with a chainsaw, fire up the chainsaw and cut their effing heads off. Um, yeah, um, 
I remember you waking us up with that. Yes, yes. Uh, we when, wouldn't get up and you said, Alexa, play. Oh. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to start up some uh, some cannibal corpse in this house. Uh, but I remember, oh uh, I think like two days ago too, uh, when we were at uh, Grammys and Biggie said. Um, yeah, he did it. He's, he said, play cannibal corpse, max, vo- max volume. Max volume, and and yeah. It, it just blew up the house pretty yeah. much while we were playing cards, no less. Um, my, my mother was not very pleased. Um, oh my gosh, I can only imagine. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. You should have been there for it. You really should have. <laughs> it, was, it, was it was a trip. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody who's been around me has picked up something weird music-wise that they probably wouldn't have picked up otherwise. You have gone to a lot of concerts with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm motioning to my wife. Um, you've been to a lot of concerts with me that you would not have gone to had you not been with me. Yeah. Paul Gilbert at, with Mr. Big, of course. And then uh, Buckethead. Uh, we went to see Kansas. Um, I'm just God, that was a long time ago. That at was Wild ages Fest. ago, was it not? She was like, yeah, you two. you were there too, but you were really little. Um, I'm trying to think who else we've seen together like over the years because we um, Joe Walsh, Peter uh, Gabriel, ZZ Top. I remember going to a concert with you. It was an outside concert. Um, I think we had chairs, maybe not. But Joe I Walsh, yeah, ZZ Top. Ripfest. She, she didn't go to ZZ it was Top. Ripfest. She went to she went to Joe Walsh. She did not go to ZZ Top. We went to two days at Ripfest. Yeah, we did two days back to back. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I remember that must have been a long time. ago. Do you ago. remember that ZZ Top show? Do you remember how like it was all a bunch of yuppies who did not know what to expect? And then there was and then there was boobs on the yeah. thing, and like I saw people like covering their kids' eyes. Yeah, it, it was. It's like <laughs> you brought them to a ZZ Top show. Like, what did you expect? You know they're named after rolling papers. I mean, come on, people. Like, it. You know, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, I don't know. I've seen. I've seen a lot of bands. Um, that I probably wouldn't have been into had I not been a musician. I would seek Blue Oyster Cult. Um, actually, with everybody still alive, which is sad because they've lost. Um, I forget his name, but one of the one of the singers is gone. Ooh, now. Living Color. Living Color. Absolutely. How many times have I seen him? I think I've seen him three times now. Um, you've seen him at least once from the and side I, of the stage. From the side, jerk. Right, right next to the stage. Um, my wife had a, a boot, a broken ankle thingy, and uh, she was actually, uh, they just said, come over here and sit next to the stage. I was like, you jerk. And then she didn't even invite me back. She wasn't even like, well, I'm here with my husband. He needs to come back here. I don't know, I don't know what's supposed to do with you. Anyway, yeah, so we've seen uh, we've seen lots of wild, wild stuff um, as a result of being a musician. Do you think these experiences have enriched your life in some way? Going to see some of these people that you would normally have seen. Well, yeah, I th- honestly, I think the most life changing one, I guess, would be Peter Gabriel. Well, yeah, but Peter Gabriel was like we would have done that even if I don't know. I don't know if I would be listening to his music if I wasn't a musician. I I I probably would. I. You introduced me to more. Yeah, I think I don't think you realized like the extent of what he no, he had done. I had no idea that he was actually in Genesis. Right, you knew about us and and so, and that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And that I knew about Up, and I knew about everything prior to that, and Genesis, and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Um, so, if you guys haven't listened to to Peter Gabriel or Genesis, I recommend that you get some records and just listen to the stuff. You're not going to like it the first time you listen to it, but it grows on you. And it's it's something you have to kind of like acquire a taste for, but you will enjoy it eventually. And especially if you can get into the lyrics and what they're what they mean and that kind of stuff. Um so we go to see regularly, we go see the Musical Box cover band, right? Yeah, every and year pretty much. You feel that that's a cultural experience more than anything else, right? Oh yeah. Cuz it's it's like watching classical music. That was made in the 70s using mm-hmm. rock instruments. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially the way that they perform it. And I think that's very interesting. Um, I don't know. Um, so kind of getting back to, to more the musician side of things. Um, obviously, there have been financial burdens on the household because of gear and playing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, can you characterize, I guess, how much of a problem that's been for you and I? 
Like, I'm just trying to get to the core of this. I think it's been a pretty big problem. Do you think it's getting better? I don't know yet. Uh, I will get back to you. <laughs> Do you think it's a problem, Kaylee? Do you think there, there have been financial decisions made? And I know you're not clued into the finances. You're 14, and <laughs> we don't tell you everything yeah. for obvious reasons. Do you see, like... I mean, maybe it's a financial thing, but do you see the um, the things that I do impact the family in a negative way? Um, I remember talking to you about the fact that you can't find anything that satisfies you. And I think now that you have the Kemper, that will satisfy you to a point where you will try to stop or at least slow down on buying. I am so happy to hear that somebody is confident in me buying a Kemper. <laughs> I think Kaylee is just trying to score points, though. Yeah, I think that, too. Wait, no, because, because if you, okay, like you said, you need something that will stop you from buying so much gear, and that's the thing that fits you. Not, like, if it did fit anybody else, but you need something that fits you so that you will stop buying gear, and that thing seems to be the Kemper. Well, it's so funny because I, when we're talking about the Kemper... I have option paralysis with the Kemper. Yeah. Which is the first time that's ever happened where I really do feel like, I don't know what amp I want to use. Like, I, I honestly have option paralysis where I was just scrolling. It's through, about time. I was scrolling through the Kemper tonight and I'm like, <laughs> everything here is so good. I don't know what to use. And it actually, I could see myself in three years going and getting a triple crown and just being like, I'm done in, in, in three years. I think the Kemper could be like that kind of a device where it's like, I just don't need all these options anymore. I would rather just have three channels and be done with it. <laughs> uh, we're laughing because my cat is actually... Uh, Being the, an idiot. It, chasing her, her own tail, tail. Yeah, she's essentially chasing her own tail. Let's just leave it at that. I'm not going to try <laughs> to describe what's actually happening here. Um, so, obviously, we had a conversation, and I think, it's, I think this is an interesting one to talk about. We had a conversation about a month ago, Mandy. Um, about um, why you get frustrated that I spend money on gear. Because you knew I was going to Gear Fest. You knew I was going to put out a ridiculous <coughs> amount of money to buy some things, both that you and I needed, like the interface. Yeah. Um, some frivolous things like the monitors, which have turned out to be wonderful. Um, and, and some other things, as well as the Kemper, which ended up being the bulk of the money. Um, and as part of this discussion, you brought up that um, you're frustrated because I don't use this stuff to play out. Like, I'm buying all this equipment, but I'm not actually getting any use out of it. Yes, that, and because you're not making any money off of it to put back in and invest yourself. Invest in yourself, rather. Right. So, I think that's, and I was thinking about this because we actually did this episode once last night and we're doing it again now. Um, we're doing this again now and part of this whole conversation situation thing that we're discussing is the fact that um, my daughter keeps getting pillows and banging the microphone and plugging I in her and plugging to. in her iPhone. Um, no, the, re the reason why I wanted to bring up that conversation that we had the other day is because I think that kind of that kind of um, understanding, like, you know, that I use this gear, you know, that, I can tell a difference with all this gear. You can tell an audible difference with this gear. And we'll get into that here in just a second. But you understand why I would want these things, but you just want to make sure that I'm actually using them. And to stop spending the money. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, obviously. Um, and I want to stop spending the money, too. And that's part of the reason why I'm taking a longer step away from this stuff and looking at doing value gear segments and things like that. Um, so sound quality, let's stop and let's talk for a minute. Price versus sound quality. In your estimation, do I have good sound out of equipment that is very inexpensive? Take, for example, the Katana. Let's compare the Katana to the Kemper in your mind. As a non-player, how do you feel? I do think that the Kemper sounds better. However... I think the Katana's just fine. How much better is the Kemper? Well, I can't tell a difference between it 
or your Mark V? Yeah. So to put it in perspective, I would say the Mark V is 50% better than the, than the Katana. And I've done a video on that. You can go listen. Um, I, I think the Katana is a, certainly a valid thing. Like, I have a Katana. Um, I, I still have one because it's a utility thing. I like the fact that it has the internal speaker. I can take it to rehearsals. It's literally the only box I carry with me. I throw it on the floor of my car with my guitar. I go, you know, up two flights of stairs, plug it into the wall, and we're playing with, you know, bear in mind, we, we play without a drummer. But I can rehearse with that and not have to carry a cabinet, which is hugely beneficial when you're doing things in the city. Um, so I, I, I think the Katana is a good amp. I think it's a good piece of equipment. I think it's really great for hobbyists. But I don't consider myself a hobbyist. And maybe that's part of the problem here is that I am basically a hobbyist because I don't play out right now. Yeah. And I don't finish recordings, which that's the next topic we'll get to. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, and so maybe I shouldn't be spending all this money, but at the same time, I feel like I'm good enough that I probably should be playing out. I just need to be playing out more. Yeah, so get out of the house already. Yeah, she. my wife wants to throw me out so she can uh, she can prepare the traps for when I come in so that she can have a way out of this marriage. No, so I can just play The Sims. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was mad because uh, we're going to have to re-record this episode tonight. And she was like, I'm going to play The Sims tonight. And I'm like, uh, we have an episode to record. And I could tell she's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, no, it's absolutely okay because I'm just going to play tomorrow night because I don't have to go to work on Thursday. We all Yay. have hobbies and yours is The Sims. Katie's is guitar and Jawson's is Minecraft. You, you're not speaking into the microphone when you do oh. stuff like that. <laughs> and that, and that's going to be an issue. Um, Sorry. Yeah, you're speaking at the floor when you're singing little songs to yourself about mermaid Hobbies. pillows that you're sitting on and playing with. Um, <laughs> so here's an interesting question, right? If I had $5,000, what do you think I would spend it on? Gear. Do you have specifics? Or are you just going to say gear? I mean, you could just say gear. That's um, fine. You'd get, you would get a new Kiesel first, and then whatever was left over, you might add it to like some stuff at the Kemper and up Kemper bag. and. I think you'd sell some of your guitars and then buy a Triple Crown. I If I had... $5,000 right now. Somebody handed it to me. And this is going to be the shocking thing. And this is going to be the heartwarming moment for everybody on this podcast. I would buy, I would buy the uh, Pelican case for my Kemper, which is like $230. And then I would buy, um, I would get, because I'm already selling a guitar to help do the, the Kiesel thing. So I would use the rest of that money to finish off the Kiesel purchase I'm about to make. And then the $4,000, whatever that's remaining, would go right to credit cards and debt to be honest with you because because i just don't there's nothing i really want right now maybe a cabinet or something i don't need a triple crown like i i dead serious when i say in three years i will get a triple crown or something and and i'll feel better because we'll be in a better financial spot Unless, of course, I start playing out, in which case all vets are off because I'll have money coming in. You do, I mean, Kaylee and I are both like, "Mm." Yeah, yeah. Well, you had a very good uh, point today about, uh, I've actually, I'm a a part-time novelist on the side. I've written uh, a series of books. I've written five books, complete novels. And uh, And they're really good. And my wife wants me to publish them. And I'm thinking about doing it. Um, There's a lot of work that goes into that. And there will probably be a little bit of financial investment for us to make that happen because I have to get an editor and um, start submitting manuscripts and stuff like that. But uh, not much considering that your first novel usually sells between five and $7,000. So if I can sell one of these, then there's some cash, right? Well, and if you... Then I can finance my music hobby. Set up for royalties... Yeah, well, the royalties thing, you actually have to sell your novel in order for that to work, which may not actually happen. You might sell your novel to the publisher, 
The publisher might print copies of it, and they may not sell any, so you get zero royalties. Okay, I have or a you can put it on what Amazon. What were you going for in your book? Because I could, because you were talking about Dune, and I felt like sort of a Dune effect on it, but I also felt sort of a Mad Max effect on it, and then I also felt like a Walking Dead effect on it. What she know? You know the whole story. Um, it's post apocalyptic. No, we're not. This is not the episode. This to is talk. not what we're talking about. This is not about. the podcast to talk about that. There is only one guitar in the entire series of novels. Okay. So what is this that is guitar? not the appropriate play. It was an acoustic guitar. It was a Martin uh, D08 or something like that. I don't know. You sh- no, I said it was a Martin. I didn't even, I don't think I even get a model number. Okay. Um, which is kind of funny. Because uh, cause I like, I always want, I, I actually think it would be interesting as a novelist to explore putting guitars in fiction. But it's like, that would be purely aimed at guitarists. And I don't think that there's just enough market of guitarists who read novels about guitars and guitar people. Maybe that's a good idea for short story. Maybe I'll write a book about a guitar that gets passed around to people or something. And like, and like the abuse that it goes through. And then like, yeah, that's a good idea. Shut up. Shut up. That sounds like, sounds like a Pixar short. I copyright this idea. Now I copyright it. Now do not steal my ideas. Well, I I want July 2nd, 2019. Oh, you'll get the, you'll, I, I will, um, You'll be the forward. I will. I will put you as in uh, the for. Will I get any money for Kaylee for hyphen Ann Marie Larson? Okay, <laughs> you can. <laughs> I'll get you back for all those years of calling me Day Day. Um, <laughs> you can shove that book where it needs to go. Okay, in <laughs> yeah, the trash. on the shelf, on the shelf, in the trash, off the butt. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Um, what a piece of trash. Anyway, um, so. How much? Uh, that's not a, that's not a question I really want to put on this show. I was going to ask how much, uh, how much money can I put aside from each check for gear before you like flip out? That's not a me question. That's how much a do you think? Her question. Like if I said I was going to put fifty dollars aside from each check, would that be flip out money? Fifty dollars is okay, I suppose. Dollars is a lot of money, in my opinion. Although, we can talk about that after the show. Because <laughs> I think that might have to happen. Um, <laughs> now that now that I saw my wife kind of like looked at me, and she's like, he's being sensible. Um, <laughs> well, because $50... All right. We can talk about it after the show. It's all fine. Right, all it's right. fine. That's, that's a private conversation for private individuals and private dancers. Dancers for money? And the old dollar would do. <laughs> Um, American Express will do nicely. Thank you. Um, we, we talked last night about what odd things would our listeners find out about me as a musician um, that they probably don't already know that you might know. What are some things you've seen me do that are kind of like, that you think would actually like make people go, what? How about uh, songs I've learned <laughs> that people probably don't know that I actually know how to play or like have learned by accident or... Um, I would be embarrassed to admit that I know how to play. Detroit Rock City. Yeah, that, no, that's a big one. Jim asked me to learn to play Detroit Rock City, and uh, I know we got some Kiss fans to listen to the show, but I just no, that just did not no. Why? No, no, it just did not do anything for me. Um, how about uh, other weird songs? Like maybe I wrote a song that somebody else had already written. Somebody who's not the mayor. Not the mayor. There was a particular song that I wrote mm, probably about five or six years ago that you probably don't remember now. No. Who did you think I was? Ew. And the, and the, and the funny thing was, I had never heard that song before. <laughs> and then you were like, oh, oh that sounds like yeah. this other song. And then you pulled it up on your phone and I was like, no, because I was so excited about that riff, and then to find out that John Mayer basically done it already. Yeah, and that song he tried to make himself sound like SR, like singing. Like he always SRV. tries to sound like SRV. The guy's done nothing in his yes, career but no. be SRV. <laughs> um, the cats are now trying to sabotage the podcast. This is this is amazing, folks. Um, we have had to record this particular episode six times, 
And now even the cats are getting into making it worse. <gasps> I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Um, so, what's your favorite song that you've seen me play live? You mean play at the house? No, or, or at a venue. I've only seen you play at like two venues. Really? Yes. No. I saw. I the, can start to name a few. I saw the one in Geneva, and then I saw <laughs> the one at the pizza place. There was a. Uh, there was the one in Geneva. There was Sal's Pizza and Pub. There was um, Domino's Time. Oh, there okay. Was, so three. There was, and then any of the times I've sat in with Charles and Company, the open mic gigs I've done, which are not really worth talking about. I actually. There has been one open mic gig that you were fairly proud of me on. That was the most recent one. Pretty sure that's the only one I've seen. No, you went up to you went up to the uh, the bar with Ken and I. Remember? Oh yeah. Oh locked, yeah. Uh, where you locked the key? Where you locked the keys in the, the trunk car. of the yeah, car? Yeah. It, and we were out there till like one o'clock in the morning. Oh no, it was, it was later than that. It was like three. Because uh, the area had been flooded, so the tow truck companies were flooded with phone calls to people to get their cars out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you song, right? Pick one. It's the best song you've seen me do. Well, I don't know. Cause you tend to do a lot of like just jamming. If you had to pick one, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I don't know. <laughs> you see me perform Hendrix tunes and you're like, I'm going to say that I haven't seen anything. You didn't like you didn't like me playing Purple Haze. You didn't like me playing uh, Foxy. I looked at you during Foxy. <laughs> well, I looked at you during right. Foxy. I obviously wasn't looking at you. I should I should have stuck my tongue out during it too, like ah, like like you know like Hendrix does. And you guys all know what I'm talking about. He he, you know, he's always chewing gum and he's playing these songs and he like sticks his tongue out and everything else while he's playing these songs. It's hilarious. Um. I don't know. I have I, I, going back. I mean, I played. I've played on stages enough times that I can have very like vivid memories of playing the same song in different places. And like going back, I I think probably the the one time that stands out in my mind was the night I had to rip the strings off my guitar um, during a, a song we used to perform called Nighthawk, and I. I remember that was our closer for the set. It was a battle of the bands and we played it probably the best we'd ever played it. And I just got frustrated at the end and I lifted my guitar up by the strings and ripped them off. Yeah, it was fun. Um, also we also lost that battle of the bands, which was even more hilarious because we lost to like 12 year old kids who were playing covers. But um, interesting, interesting uh, way that that went. You know, they had to have the judges be their parents, but uh, mm. <laughs> Look, look, hey, let's put it this way. It's like 17 years later, and I still won't let it die. <laughs> so, um, what do you guys want? What do you What do you guys want to add to uh, uh, about living with a musician? And then we're going to talk about my own personal impact because I think that was the out of the first time we did this episode. Yeah, I think that was the most important conversation we had. Yeah, but like. Is there anything you want to add about living with a musician as far as, you know, it being, you just describe it, I guess, in your own words. I don't know. It has its advantages. It also has its <laughs> disadvantages. Okay. Well, what's the disadvantages then? Um, when you play Hog the computer, <laughs> <laughs> when you play the same thing over and over and over again on your thing, because you're on your computer because you're trying to make a song but you keep adding stuff to it and it gets stuck in your head for weeks on end and it's so annoying. Are you talking about the song I did for work? Yeah. Okay. Kaylee, I just want to add something clear. I have to deal with that all of the time. You're only <laughs> here for the summer. Yeah. Well, that's okay. At least my stuff's memorable, right? <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> you should see the insane looks in my First of in all, my, my lady's eyes. It's memorable eyes because you literally drill it into my skull. Yeah. That sounds like a cannibal corpse tune. Drill it into my skull. I mean, it does. 
I might actually listen to that one. That sounds good. Um, <laughs> Kaylee, the look on your face is priceless right now. You're like, oh my gosh, he's talking about drilling into somebody's skull and like he's going to listen to that no, openly. No. Um, what, uh, all right, so let's talk about personal impact. Me as a person, yeah. right? How do you think it has impacted me as a person? And I'm not going to talk from personal experience. I'm going to let you guys talk about how you think it has impacted me and like the visible changes and all that stuff. And you can be really honest and personal about it too. I mean, I'm, I'm an open book. I've, I've talked about going to therapy and stuff on the podcast, so it's not a big issue. Guitar music is like your second therapy. It's like a coping skill that you can like, if you get mad, you're going to like, grab your guitar and plug in like maybe plug in your headphones plug in an amp and play your guitar like probably for about three hours just to calm me down so you don't flip out do you noticeably see me calm down yes okay what do you have to say the about wisdom it? of a 14 year old yes <laughs> um speak of the mic please <laughs> is this better yes Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I've, cause we've been together for so long and you've played the entire time. It Kaylee is right that it is a, one of your coping mechanisms, but I mean, it's, it's your hobby. It's who you are. It's part of who, like what you're, you can't separate me from being a guitar player. No. Yeah. Would you ever try to separate me from being a guitar player? No. Okay. So if it meant, <laughs> if, if my guitar playing meant that I was going to die like five years younger, you'd let me do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, how do you know how Why do you keep you know? answering the wrong answer? <laughs> <laughs> so clearly no. some of the family members here want to kill me. <laughs> no. How do you know how long your life will be? Um, you we, don't. Well, let's say the doctor was to say, like, oh, if you continue to play guitar in the way that I play it, that you're going to get cancer. We're going to throw out your guitars and burn them. Or sell them. <laughs> yeah, I'm we're going to sell them. We're you not going to burn them. You guys them. love me more than my guitar playing? Yeah. Yes. What if I couldn't be happy without it? Because that's how you I would feel. You have a wife. I'm going to be completely honest. I feel You I, have a wife. I, I do have a wife. And the happy wife, happy life thing, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I Personally... I feel like like it's like cancer sticks. Like some people can't be happy without cancer sticks. I mean cigarettes. And um so they know they're going to die younger. Like there's a very good chance that it's going to give them lung cancer. And they're okay I'm with sure that. most people stop. Okay. All right. So if I have to stop then or also get cancer, I'll stop. But I'm not going to get cancer. Or any guitar, kind so. of disease. What if you got like finger cancer and they had chop off your fingers and you can never play guitar again? I would get uh, dish caps like Tony Iommi <laughs> and I tune down a, a whole step so it would be easier to bend. Um, I've already thought about this. <laughs> this okay. <is laughs> okay. What if you got arm cancer? Okay. And they had to cut off your arms or cut out the part of your brain that remembers how to play guitar. There's always slide. <laughs> I'll play a looper. What if they cut out your brain so that you couldn't? Then he would be dead. <laughs> she wants to lobotomize me. No, if she they... watches Hannibal and now she's thinking she's gonna cut open my brain and feed it to me. Okay, like that's that... what this is. I don't care. You can get loud. It's fine. Jeez. I got compression. We'll, we'll fix this whole thing. It'll be. It'll be fine. It'll that be fine. is a different fine. thing, okay? Fine. And I'm talking about fine. the fact that if you had, like, a tumor in your brain and they had to remove it and you couldn't play guitar because of that tumor had eaten all of the um, stuff. Nom, 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 Had eaten all of the stuff that made you remember how to play guitar and made you able to play guitar. This is so hypothetical at this point that I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> I'm not going to bother to entertain this any further. But I will say this. I'm really, I'm really happy that I have um, three family members, one of which is too little to be on the podcast tonight, who all support my, my guitar playing. And that you understand that it is one of the few things in my life that makes me completely happy that isn't a person, okay? And that's, and that's what it boils down to here. It's like, um, if I didn't have your support, I wouldn't be doing the podcast, and I wouldn't be playing guitar. 
And the podcast has been another extension of that. So you knew how depressed I was because I wasn't getting out. I wasn't meeting people. I wasn't playing guitar mm -hmm. in clubs and stuff. Yeah. That's changed since I've started doing the podcast, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's changed since I started trying to give back to the community. Yeah. And it's changed since I started participating in, in uh, Facebook groups and things like that. So um, I want to I want to take a moment, since this is a special episode, before we end here, and I'm sure everybody here remembers the end procedure. Um, <laughs> uh, you'll catch on quick. Don't worry. Um, I want to take a moment and thank all of our listeners for the continued support. And, uh, you know, in, in a way, you guys are kind of like my family, too. Some of you are absolutely crazy, and I don't know what to make of you, <laughs> but, but I feel support. I'm in that group, by the way. Yeah, my, my wife is also in the group. She's one of the crazy ones that yep. I don't necessarily understand, but I, I feel support from you. Feel the love. I, I smell the love. Feel it. I it's don't. very strong smelling, but I'm not really sure if that's good or bad, but but I feel it, <laughs> and I smell it. <laughs> um, no, uh, so all of you who have supported the podcast in some way, shape, or form, or have joined the group and have interacted with me, thank you for your continued support. You're helping my mental health, which has been an issue for quite some time. And you're also helping me uh, to, you know, be a better person, be a better musician. And I think we could all use a leg up in that department in some way, shape, or form. Because I think we've all heard every guitar player ever say, you never stop learning how to play the guitar. You just keep trying to get better. And it's absolutely true. So um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and end our show. I've been David. I've been Mandy. I've been Kaylee. And tonight, I was the only practical guitarist here. <laughs> Somebody have anything awkward to say? Because Jim's not here. Nope, just awkward silence. Yep. You don't want to say like, um, you know, fire up the chainsaw or... Ha 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 ha.